Welcome to The Insider, a podcast from the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. I'm your host, Ryan File. Insider is a podcast that gives readers behind-the-scenes glimpses of how we pull certain stories together. I'll select them due to their importance or when reporters had to devote a lot more elbow grease to getting them written. Or both. Usually it's both. Today we're talking about transportation with reporter Damian Mann. His story, Get Ready for the Mega Corridor, dropped on Sunday. It's about a long-term $40 million plan that will include numerous building blocks, including a massive roundabout, extension and widening plans for Foothill Road, and an extension of South Stage Road. As the story's title suggests, all this work is aptly titled The Mega Corridor, and upon completion, it will result in a road system that will essentially encircle Medford. Here's Oregon Department of Transportation spokesman Gary Leeming on the project. It makes sense to improve that roadway, especially as the valley grows, as Eagle Point continues to grow. Uh, it makes sense to improve those north-south connectors, whether it's a Foothill, Highway 62, the expressway, or even Table Rock Road. It, it makes sense as our valley continues to grow to complement those roads in the future for the people that are going to be uh, living here. Again, that was Gary Leeming from ODOT during a recent chat with reporter Damian Mann, who wrote the story. And uh, Damian's here now. Damian, welcome to The Insider. Well, thank you for having me on. You bet. Uh, something that really struck me about your story up front um, is just how many steps ODOT, uh, the city of Medford, and Jackson County have lined up for this. It's mostly city of Medford and Jackson County, but ODOT is definitely involved uh, in some capacity. Um, it's not just, hey, we're doing a widening of Foothill Road between Barnett and Hillcrest or making a giant roundabout. There are several pieces that they've accounted for in this story that are all parts of this whole um, How long have these entities been planning for this, and how long do they anticipate uh, everything is going to take to complete? Well, I when I first uh, came on the paper in 2001, they were talking about parts of it then, you know, like the Fern Valley Interchange is kind of a, a key component of it, and that's already done. That's like $70 million that they spent on that. And it wasn't just to help Foothill Road. It was to, you know, make a better interchange there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they did you know widen the road there, and so it's a good starting point on on that end. And just to clarify really quickly, uh, sorry, that seventy two million dollar interchange is separate from everything else that you mostly discussed in the story. Yeah, th- there's there's various components that are done. They built the a bridge over uh, foothill at McAndrews years ago, and that was about $10 million or so for that. And then they widened uh, a portion of uh, foothill from uh, Barnett to Hillcrest already. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to widen it to four lanes all the way to Delta Waters, ultimately, with the possibility of a roundabout at Delta Waters as well. So, So a lot of these things have been talked about for years. In fact... ODOT back in the 50s, when they were talking about the Medford interstate, they were pushing more for an eastern route for the interstate rather than punching it right through the middle of town. But the city fathers at the time, that's what they wanted. They thought it would that business would just dry up in Medford if they didn't have the interstate right through the town. And then they found out that having the interstate through the town actually did make business dry up and that's why you know we're still struggling to revive the downtown area in Medford at this point too. Yeah so what does it say then um, to the fact that they have so many of these pieces in motion like it's not just one or two things I mean it, it 
Is it this complicated of a problem, this complicated of an issue that it requires this many steps? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's the one aspect with the uh, the electrical substation there, mm -hmm. and if they want to widen it to four lanes, it's going to be a, it's going to be problematic. So they're they're trying to figure a way to kind of shrink the size of the road as much as possible while still getting federal dollars to help support the project. The feds have a lot higher requirements than even the city does. So they want bike lanes, sidewalks, that type of thing. So they're going to have to really do some artful things to get through that choke point. Yeah, and all said and done, do they have a estimated completion date for everything, uh, would you say? I would say it's some of the last parts of it might be you know 10 to 20 years out. It's my guess, but after next by ne this time next year, you know it'll be a lot easier to drive that road from point A to point B, which is from 140 back down to Interstate Five in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. the, the The big problems are the windy road area past Delta Waters, and that they're going to probably address in the next, uh, I'm guessing, three to five years. They'll they'll get those out and and make it a lot nicer and safer to, to drive on, even on dark winter nights. Yeah. Um, there's a bit here that gave me some pause. Um, I'll just read it to you. Uh, the more robust road system will also provide an alternative to Interstate 5, which engineers think could be out of commission if the area sustains a major earthquake that could destroy the viaduct. Now, I, I know that the viaduct has been a cause of high concern for transportation engineers because of the fact that we're overdue for a giant earthquake. Uh, and we've done numerous stories on interest, on inspections, retrofits, et cetera. So is is preparation for a huge earthquake among the key reasons to get something like this done? Or is that more of an additional benefit, would you say? Uh, it's kind of a key, key reason uh, to get it done. Uh, if the viaduct went down, then obviously uh, Interstate 5 would be out of commission at that point. Uh, hopefully other portions of Interstate 5 would still be okay, but... You know, I mean, all bets are off if we get a Cascadia quake. And this route is pretty much, there's very few bridges that it's going to cross over. So its ability to survive a big quake like that is a lot better probably than I-5 at this point. So it, it's it's one of the reasons they want to do it, but it's also just looking at the long-term growth of the area. You know, they want, uh, as... Gary Leeming said a beltway kind of around the city. You can imagine, uh, you know, five Foothill Road and 62, and then even 140 kind of will connect over past Central Point as well eventually, and, and that'll be a lot smoother too. They're gonna they're ironing out some of the uh, the curves and whatnot there as well. Yeah, so it's just it's inevitable growth, and then mm -hmm. also uh, for when and if we uh, if and when we get that earthquake, right? As well, are there other options and plans that were considered or um, that before they went ahead and made this decision? Uh, no, like I said, I, I've only, I've been hearing about it since I first got here. Like, let's do something with that. And the, the other aspect to it is they want to make an employment center in South Bedford, North Phoenix area. In other words, they, they, they've got long-range plans to have kind of a little maybe tech zone down there, I guess you could say, like more corporate offices and that sort of thing. Business park. Business park. And so... 
they've got a few other little pieces of the puzzle that they had to figure out. And But one of them is they're going to build like a little tiny bit of south stage road on the east side of the freeway that will connect into the Foothill North Phoenix Road thing. And that's going to help start this employment project uh, in the south end of Medford. And then long term, they want to get a, a bridge over the freeway so that both sides of south stage would be connected. And then then it would really create kind of more of a beltway thing around around the city at that point. Yeah. Um, a key issue in getting this done, uh, particularly the Foothill Road connector piece, um, is that electrical substation that creates that choke point um, between Hillcrest and McAndrews off Foothill. Um, and for anyone who hasn't driven by it, it's a big facility and is obviously going to create some design challenges. It's not just like a small little, you know, 20 by 20 thing. It's a, it's huge. <laughs> um, and uh, these design challenges uh, were touched on by uh, Public Works Director Corey Krebin. So what are some things that they're looking to do to actually work around that? Then? Well, they're, they're talking about, you know, kind of building they're going to get as close to the substation as they possibly can without creating safety issues. They'll probably have to build some kind of a wall or structure thing to protect the substation from the freeway, which will be zooming, but not a freeway really, but it'll, you know, cars will be zipping along at 45, 50 miles an hour. And, uh, so it will definitely have to squeeze the roadway in there. And they've got a lot of engineering and, uh, federal regulations that they're going to have to deal with as, as far as the design of that goes. And they still want to put bike lanes in and some other some other features as well. So there's it's, it's going to be a definite issue for the city, but they've kind of got an idea in their mind right now, and they're working that out. So to, to move the substation or even part of it, um, Corey said that every time he talks to Pacific Power about that, he said the price goes up astronomically. I was going to say, it seems like it would be impossible, yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of in the way now of progress, but it, it is what we need to have in the city. Obviously, we need an electrical substation there. And, uh, um, you know, there's probably enough room if you engineer it correctly, but you've got a pretty narrow road in general, and they might even have, like, a divided road through there. So, you know, theoretically, you get four lanes, you'd, you'd like as much separation as you can between it. So it might be a little closer than the rest of the roadway is. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did you spend reporting on this, and how did you come up with the idea? You had mentioned already that this is something that you've heard about off and on since you got here in 2001. Right. Well, I think, uh, you know, I the idea for this story actually came about when I first heard about ODOT suggesting a roundabout at Highway 140. And I go, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a big effort to put that in. And uh, then I, I t- talked to Gary Leamy about it at the time, and he goes, yeah, there's, there's another little piece, so we'll actually c- connect Foothill to 140 right now. Foothill stops at Cory, and then you have to take Cory to Kershaw to get onto 140, and this will punch it right through now, uh, coming next summer. Mm-hmm. So that will, uh, so that that kind of gave me the germ of the idea. I go, well, that really is going to create a, a big, you know, road, new roadway through the area, basically, for people to take. It's not the most appealing roadway now because of the curves and stuff like that, but they're going to iron those out in the next five years too. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then, 
I was talking to transportation officials about it, and I go, well, it's kind of like freeway light. And they go, don't use the word freeway. You know, they're the transportation guys. And then so I called Corey Krebin up, and he goes, well, we're calling it a mega corridor. And I go, well, that sounds better than a freeway light, so I'll, I'll use that. <laughs> it sounds almost science fiction-y. Yeah, and then I told uh, the um, uh, the county guy about it because he didn't like the word freeway light. And I go, well, you know, Corey's using mega corridor. And he goes, yeah, I forgot about that. And that's in, in their transportation plan that the city has. They, they identify it as a mega corridor. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds even bigger and badder yeah. than an interstate. So Yeah. Um, I'm interested, actually, in the community's thoughts on this because of the fact that uh, this is quite a bit of taxpayer dollars between the federal grant and, and everything mm-hmm. else that's being invested into this. Um, you know, the the uh, interchange over at Phoenix alone, I mean, and that's separate from all of this because it's done. But So are there any um, open houses planned on this? It, I only ask because o- ODOT always seems to be pretty willing to discuss the particulars of these projects. Um, and I just was curious about community feedback and response thus far. And I know that it's not just ODOT, it's mostly city of Medford and Jackson County. So like, have any of those entities done? Uh, you know, ODOT does open houses. Uh, I, I think uh, part of it is that um, it's, it's been kind of a nebulous thing to this point. You know, I mean, they yeah, they did the Fern Valley interchange and people either oppose that or whatever, but they didn't think of it in this larger context of building a, uh, a different north-south, you know, connector through the city and stuff. And the city's been working on various pieces of it, and when the, those pieces come up, but I, I've never heard them talking about it globally like this before, so. And roundabouts um, uh, are often not liked either. You know, people and people are suspicious of them. They're not used to them and all that. Once they start using them, they're they're like no 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 brainer basically. Oh yeah. So uh, the one at Siskiyou and Highland, it got a lot of you know negative feedback when when it was proposed and they put it in. And I don't think anybody is concerned about it any longer. Yeah. So. And with that in mind, um, what can readers look forward to in the way of follow-up on this? Like, what what do you have in the pipe? Well, I think, you know, once they get to the point where they're going to start building the roundabout and this other other uh, section of road, you know, either you, me, or somebody else in the staff is going to write a story about that. And uh, feels like we've all had to report on this right. at one point or another. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the roundabout itself is, is massive. I mean, it, it's way bigger than any other roundabout that we've got in this area. There's some in the northern part of the state that, that are this large because, you know, they have to take these huge semi-trucks and be able to go through this, this kind of a curve thing and not run over stuff on the on the way through or get jammed up or anything like that. I mean, they, they carefully design them so that trucks can get through and stuff. And it's a really flat piece of land that they're going to be building it on as well. And they'll have slight curves going into it, so it sort of slows the traffic down as people approach the roundabout. So you know you're not trying to haul, haul butt through there at 100 miles an hour or something like that. Although probably somebody will try that. I was going to say, get on. <laughs> yeah. OSP will be on their on their tail oh, pretty quick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
Um, well, Damien, thank you for coming on sure. and uh, setting the stage for me. Um, and thank you for stopping by to listen in. A complete list of past Insider episodes is at mailtribune.com slash podcasts slash the dash insider. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Mail Tribune. Until next time, I'm Ryan File, and you've been listening to The Insider. <laughs>